I so love this conversation you're about to hear with Nikki Klug about when we show up in the world, it is so important from a grounding perspective to have our big whys. Why are we doing what we're doing enriched by the goals that we want to achieve in support of that big why or purpose? But also sometimes a missing element is a brand, a personal brand, so that we can build trust with others. Now, people think brands are just for companies, but you are a company, you are an entity, you have goals, you have bigger purpose. And I want people who are listening to this podcast to think of themselves as something very special, worth listening to, worth being respected, worth being seen. And so I ask you, do you have a big why or purpose, specific goals, and are you a brand or a person that people can trust? Now, I'll tell you my big why. As the drop-in CEO, I want to partner with C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow so they struggle less. And honestly, to translate that so you can enjoy spending more time doing the things that you love with your family, your friends, or your community. And I have things that I do, my blog, this podcast, all of those goals in order to connect with as many of you, because that is the promise of the Drop-In CEO brand. I just want to help you succeed and navigate your challenges with confidence. I love this conversation with Nikki Klug and how she reminded me of why I do what I do. And I want you to think about your big why, your goals, and your brand that people can trust. Let's listen. Those big whys, they keep you motivated and driven. They pick you back up when we make mistakes or come up against a brick wall. They give you that extra oomph that sometimes we all need. But also, it's been proven that having your goals in front of you is the biggest way to just make baby steps towards them each and every day. So just having that additional motivation and reminder of what those goals are, that in itself can help you get closer and closer to your goals. But also you're building a brand, right? Many of us are on video or we're talking with clients over Zoom and that like trust factor comes into play. And when your background maybe is disarray or uninspiring or doesn't look like you've made the investment in yourself, then that will message and will have not a spoken, clear cut, but it will lead to some assumptions about you and your company. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Cobiello, founder of the Drop-In CEO brand, and I am thrilled that you've joined us for another episode of the podcast where week after week, I have amazing leaders who share their insights with you. And if you love this episode, I know you will. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share with others because we love downloads. We so love downloads and that helps us to continue to bring great programming. And just on a personal note, just know I truly care about the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their opportunities and challenges with confidence 
And with that, I am sincerely honored to share the mic with my guest, Nikki Klug. Nikki Klug is a highly sought-after, award-winning interior designer and the principal designer and founder of Nikki Klug Design Group. To her clients, Nikki is their interior design dream come true. To the media, she is a design expert known for her striking, aesthetic, and radiantly sunny personality. And to women around the world, Nikki is a trusted professional speaker and true women's empowerment advocate. And to budding interior designers, she is a passionate mentor and confident. And her philosophy is interior design extends far beyond making spaces beautiful, comfortable, or even simply functional. They're sacred spaces that have the ability to change our lives, to shift the way we feel and the way we function at a deep level. Nikki, it is my pleasure to have you on the show. It is such a pleasure to be here, Deb. Thank you for having me. So Nikki, my audience, I'm excited for this because so often everybody hears me bring people on that are experts in leadership. And Nikki is a leader and she mentors others. But we have never, ever talked about the physical spaces for which we create and do the purposeful work. We talk about techniques on how to interact with people, but you know, the environment is so important. So before we get into all the great work that Nikki does, I would love for you to share a bit about yourself personally, professionally, and the journey you've been on to do this impactful work. Well, gosh, I am so grateful for people like you, Deb. So thank you for doing this. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and expertise, because listen, I never, ever wanted to be a boss. Oh, (laughs) Yes, I now have a team of over 10 people, part-time, full-time contractors. And gosh, it's been people like you that have gotten to this point to lead with confidence. And I will say it makes all the difference in the world to be able to share and have a larger reach when you have team behind you. Absolutely. I mean, you can't do it without the team. That's one of the things that I realized, while we may be very good at our craft, as I moved up in the organization and needed some smart people around me, they sometimes hit roadblocks. And I then became the leader that had to remove those roadblocks. I wasn't the smartest person. So the power of the team was to mentor, coach, and elevate them, for which we are so grateful for the work that they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it has been a journey going from a solopreneur to now a leader of a large organization that serves clientele nationwide. And really that passion stemmed from, you know, wanting to be helpful, wanting to share what I'm so passionate about, what I know affects us, you know, whether at home or at work, our children, the company that we invite in, the comfortability that we have to really express ourselves and have others around us in our homes. And just wanted to share you know, more of that with friends and family. And as we traveled as a Navy family, my husband served for over 32 years in the U.S. Navy and have lived from coast to coast. And so just wanting to share that message with everyone around me forced me <laughs> to become a leader. And as I grew with my company. You know, it's an interesting thing. While your area of expertise is interior spaces and building and changing lives, in that process, that journey of having to build a team, having to know how to do sales and marketing, building a brand that is trusted, build trust with your clients, and then all of those back office processes, becoming an entrepreneur and doing that work is, I wish everybody had an opportunity to do because it pushes the boundaries. 
not only in our craft and how we can serve and solve these people's problems, it forces that creative process, but just building that team. I, I think I have more pride in the fact that I've built something. And there's amazing people that get what I do and want to see us all succeed. So kudos to you and congratulations for building your company. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So I want to know more about this work. So the starting place, again, we're going to be talking about interior spaces and just know to our listeners, we're going to give you some actionable tips, but what's the entry point for your work? Who finds you that says, I need something? And what is the problem that they're asking you to solve? Because again, everything we're going to talk about, we're going to translate into a work environment. But who is that person that is feeling something that says, I need Nikki? Right. Before the pandemic, it was most often homeowners that were in transition, either purchased a new home, wanted to expand their existing with remodeling, adding on, or make their existing space more beautiful with a kitchen or a bathroom design. So that's how people found us for so long, for you know almost 20 years. But I will say, this is really appropriate for your audience, that over the last couple of years with us all working from home, that became a focus. And so we started working on spaces that we call money spaces or profit zones. And that's your home office. That is a place that you can walk into and instantly be put into the zone, like in the mood. You know what you're there to do. You're organized. The space is inspiring for you. It's restful for you. You can concentrate or you can be creative. Now, there are different ways to approach this based on what it is that you need more of. And that's what we focus on. But one of the things that we love to do is put your goals right in front of you. And those are those big, big goals, those big, but also deep and meaningful goals. The reason beyond just making money that you do what you do. And so we put that in your line of sight. And that's one of the actionable tips that I'd like to share with your audience is that go deeper, peel those layers back of the onion. If you hadn't already done that work and found your big whys then spend the time to find your big whys and find a visual representation of what that is. So whether it's for me, a silhouette of a young male with a college cap on, that was on my walk for so long because I wanted to make sure that my sons could go to any school that they got into. That goes back to when I was a young girl and that was a struggle for my family. And it's like, I made a vow, I made a promise. My children will be able to go wherever they wanted to without fret or worry. And so that's one of my big whys. And it was on my wall for so, so many years and actually achieved that for all of our sons, was able to provide that education. And my company, the money that I made and paid myself was able to cover expenses for our third son. So it was really exciting and, and meaningful for me, but it all stemmed from that initial, you know, identifying what that was getting a visual representation and keeping it in front of me every single day. I love what you say. And, you know, again, my listeners are just a fly in the wall. They're listening to this conversation. I'm thinking about myself when I first started. The name of my company is Illumination Partners. The brand is the drop-in CEO, but Illumination Partners, the light. I was attracted to bright lights. My daughter thinks I'm a moth in a previous life because I'm attracted to lights, (laughs) but there was element of wonderment or creativity or when you were a child, just drawn to these things. It was exciting. It was Disney World. And I remember being, when I started my home office, I was in my bedroom. I had natural lighting coming through the window and just a folding table. And I realized that wasn't my end destination. I have now created a space that has 
lots of natural lighting, artificial lighting. I've got bright colors in the back. I've got a beautiful painting here. I feel amazing and do that work. And the impact my, my clients, my listeners feel it as well. It is so important. And again, for my listeners to think about where do you spend so many hours? And is it inspiring? Is it the right space for you? But I have a quick question. You talk, you talk about there is an ROI for this, that by investing some time and thought into the space that you work in, it can increase revenue. Tell me about that. That sounds amazing. Absolutely. So those big whys, they keep you motivated and driven. They pick you back up when we make mistakes or come up against a brick wall. They give you that extra oomph that sometimes we all need. But also they, you know, it's been proven that having your goals in front of you is the biggest way to just make baby steps towards them each and every day. So just having that additional motivation and reminder of what those goals are, that in itself can help you get closer and closer to your goals. But also you're building a brand, right? Many of us are on video or we're talking with clients over Zoom and that like trust factor comes into play. And when your background maybe is disarray or uninspiring or you know doesn't look like you've made the investment in yourself, then that will have a message and will have not a spoken, clear cut, but it will lead to some assumptions about you and your company. Yeah. And it's a shame sometimes people will simply look at superficial things for which they judge us. They do still have to spend the time to get to meet deeply know an individual. Maybe they don't have the means to invest in a space that's beautiful and inspiring. But I want to get now very practical when you work with your clients, whether it's in their home office or maybe in a small enterprise, you talk about the psychological effects of color, scent, light, all of this to boost that innovation for which you can reach your amazing goals. Tell us a little bit more about that so can people can just start looking around their space and say, I've got that, or hmm, I might need to change that. Right, right. So you mentioned lighting before. Natural light is so important just to the human psyche, but we also need task lighting and overall lighting. I would also add accent lighting that makes things beautiful, calls attention to things of importance. And so having that accent lighting is another, the third layer that I would add to having appropriate and proper lighting. Now, aromatherapy, that is so fun because those scents, if you think about just how the green earth is, there's a herb for every cure and every ailment. Those natural and aromatherapy, you know, essence of oils, they actually can help change and alter your mood in a positive way, of course, is what we're going for, but also in a way that you need. So if you need more energy, a citrus scent is one that would, you know, obviously clearly raise the vibration of a space and, and energize a room. But if you want deep thought, you could do, I wouldn't do lavender because that, that's sleepy time, <laughs> but clary sage, that's one scent that has a deep musky smell, but also very stimulating. So there are different scents and different oils that bring in properties to a space that could, you could consider using. Just curious, because I, I get that. I used to work in the fragrance industry. We're trying to create experiences. And do you offer to your clients, you know, like, here's what you should, or do you let them evaluate different scents and see what inspires them? How do you make that interaction and success suggestions to them? 
So money spaces are just a portion of what we call sacred spaces because each and every room, the way we approach it has its own set aside purpose. Of course, there are some homes that need to have a space that's multi-purpose, but if we're looking at a bedroom, it will have a different line of fragrances or scents that we would recommend due to the purpose of that room, which is resting and connecting with your partner. So every room has its own like package that we recommend and, you know, we'll experience with the client, especially if olfactory, which, which is smell, is one of their top ways of experiencing the world because we all experience the world differently. And so we look at the two major ways that each individual each client of ours senses and experiences the world. You know, it's interesting. I've had somebody on my show and I follow them and they talk about having different spaces in their home. So if their home is their business and it is for me. (laughs) So yes, there is the bedroom, there is the office, there might be a family room, there is a kitchen. It's interesting that we should just focus in our direct workspace. But for instance, maybe our workspace is for having calls with clients, but then there is a space in the home where there's bright sunshine and it's inspiring to set it up differently. So it really forces that inspiration. And then family time could be a completely different. We need to, just like we have at a large corporate office, we need to segregate those spaces for different things versus them all blending together and then have no brand significance or no distinctive smell or feel that fosters that creativity. It's a whole experience. It's not just decorating one room. We have to create multiple environments, sacred spaces. I love that. Color. Let's go to color. Tell me more. Color is an art and a science. I love, love, love color. And it, it's valuable to say that each, you know, each culture will have its own connotations and they may vary across, you know, the globe. For example, in a season of mourning in North America, in the United States, we would wear black, whereas across the globe in India, they would wear white. So some of these are universal, though. For anyone, green is going to represent new birth and new life. So if you think about banks and look at their branding, most often it's going to have some form of blue whether it's Navy or Royal, if you think about your favorite bank, either blue for trust and loyalty and stability. And then red is also a bold and powerful color. And it's one of the trickiest ones because it represents love, but it also represents hate. So red is a, is a tricky one to use. But blues, yellows will have a sense of education and lightheartedness. Orange is a very smart color as well. So if you've done any marketing and branding with your company, take some of those same meanings that your marketer shared with you and apply it in your space. It doesn't have to be matchy-matchy, but do think about what coordinates and complements your your brand and what those colors mean. Very, very helpful. And you got me like looking around my space here and thinking, do I have the right colors for where I'm working? But So very, very helpful. Now, what I I want to do is maybe even take it down another level because we talk about this new day and age. I mean, we talk about people being stressed, people, the great resignation, people have said, I'm in control of what I do, where I do it, and what work I want to do. But until they get there, it can be quite stressful. So maybe a person is not in an ideal environment. Maybe they don't have the opportunity to work from home. What are some things that they can do some tips, some design tips that may help facilitate 
reducing stress if they can't create the environment of their dreams? What can they do now? Yeah. So again, I start with the question of what do they need more of? Because oftentimes we're starting from a place with our own space and our own personality, and it may work for someone else. But if you are creative and you're in a space that's say blue and green, that's great for, you know, the trustworthy and and the trust factor of anyone that may be watching you or viewing you on Zoom in a video or, you know, video call with a client. But do you need more energy in that space? And if so, maybe not have it in your background for Zoom, maybe have it in front of you, say some magenta or fuchsia or a vibrant green, orange or yellow, just something that has more energy than the long wavelengths of blue. So we start with what do you need more of? Is it more focus, more creativity, more calm, more peace? Then find the correlating color. So if it is more uh, calm and, you know, stability and grounding, then I would say blues are a good choice. But then also you think about the cocooning effect of a warm brown. And so that could be an element that might just be in the flooring. It might just be in beams in your ceiling. It could be, it could play out a few different ways. Now I love seeing all of the woodworking that's happening on walls in the linear graphic fashion with cleats and and wood trimmings, if you know what I mean. I love seeing that. But yes, you you want to start with what do I need more of and bring in some of those elements with color, but also aromatherapy. And yeah. It's amazing. And and I want to come back a little bit to your story shortly about how you arrived around, I would say almost reband rebranding or making interior design, interior spaces more mission-focused, more focused on the goals that we're having, other than just making uh, refreshing a space or making it look a little bit more uh, less dated or more in line with the times. But I just want to maybe go first to a story about maybe a client or a team or a small company where, where were they at before they brought you in for your services and insight about the space? And after you spent some time there helping them to achieve their goals and changing their space, what did they feel or what was the impact of that change on them? Yeah, I can think of two companies in specific. One's an escrow company. Another is a training and development company. Which one are you excited? A training and development. That's I, That resonates with me. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So there is a company, Tyler New Media that is based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And they were working in a rented space. You know, it was nice enough. It fit the size of their team. It had all the function and and formalities there. They had the space they needed. And, you know, it, it was just fine, right? But they had the opportunity to purchase a building and they were like, well, wow, this is an amazing space. How do we use this space? So initially they brought me in to really just help repurpose what was an art studio into something that works in a more, you know, corporate environment with the training center in restrooms for both public and staff. So that was all fun and good. But then as we explored and dug deeper, they really wanted something that was going to speak to their brand, which of course I knew they would, but we got to really explore what that would look like. And so it really became about excellence and striving and doing more with less and being cutting edge, the latest technology, the latest marketing and sales 
information. And so we were able to do that through color, through visual representation and art, and through form and function. So the conference room having glass fronts, that was really important because that gave you the sleek and and you know cutting edge environment versus what they had before where it was a you know a room with a door that shut. So different, you know, things like that, different elements that spoke to them that represented who they were and what their big goals were, having their values integrated into the aesthetics with gold leafing on the wall, having, gosh, just almost, how do I say this? Abstract art that had meaning that could be read a few different ways. And so one painting, for example, was a triptych and it was a mix of golds and turquoise and orange and like flaming, you know, picture. And it's like, it almost represents a phoenix, you know, it's, it's take it a few different ways. But when I explain to them, like my vision for that, they're like, yeah, that's what I feel like. This is a rising from the ashes and, and an opportunity to beat the odds and do more than anyone would ever have imagined. So this is a really great story and it resonates with me uh, based on a story I'll share real quick. But we talk about moving from just being a, a functional space that makes us feel a certain way because there's so much more to the human being of, yes, technically we use our brain, we use our hands to create products, services, ideas, we fill out a PowerPoint, we do a presentation. Those are all technical things to get our message or do our work. But we can't disconnect ourselves from how we feel. And if it's dark and dingy and uninspirational, you're not going to get the ROI on that collective horsepower that we have. I remember I work in manufacturing. There was a plant manager. He was a new plant manager for this very large site that had a lot of issues. And one might say he's going to invest money, hire a new team, and we're going to get those numbers and turn the plant around. Well, you know what he did instead? He spent a lot of money upgrading the bathrooms, painting the walls, putting pictures up, and people were laughing at him. It was a hundred-year-old building pieced together by hallways and what have you. Lights, color, paint, whatever. And then he started investing money in other things. But I will tell you, the demeanor, the atmosphere, the feeling of the people knowing they work in this beautiful manufacturing environment I can't help but wonder what the energy level of those people were and the inspiration. And maybe they'll come about with good ways or easy or cheaper ways on how to invest money in affecting all the rest. It makes sense when you respect the human and give them an ideal working environment. Now, that's my my pedestal, but I so agree with what you're saying. It means so much to that creative process. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a reason why Google spends so much on there. Now, no, I get that. No, but I want to get back to you a little because I may have skipped over this. Again, your craft, interior design, creating beautiful spaces. But it looks like you branded yourself a little bit differently than all the rest. There's lots of interior designers, but you're different. Nikki is different. And you, how and when did that morph to becoming, I'm a creator of spaces that inspire and potentially, you know, result in ROIs, increased revenue, et cetera. What was that journey like for you that really honed in what you do that's different? Early on, I knew I wanted to be in design because I love environment. I love beautiful things. I love the way it makes you feel. I grew up in a home where my mom was a fashion designer by trading, but worked in a 
oil company in the oil industry in Houston, Texas by day. And so the weekends were our weekend warrior time together. And we would do all these projects at home and make our space beautiful. And so I say my mom is my muse. We really were able to transform a tiny little house into our perfect little cottage. And that has always stuck with me. So going into design after having four sons and wanting to have a career and knowing that this was my passion, it's like, ah, you know, I don't know. I, I may never make a dime, but I, I definitely want to do something I love. So I knew it needed to be meaningful, that it needed to have deep meaning and not just the latest trends and keeping up with the Joneses or a flashy, you know, space to brag about, but something that people really could connect with and feel at home in. And I also noticed how spaces change the way people interact. I remember going to our cousin's homes and it was different than my home. You've walked in spaces before and know that you feel welcomed and loved and prepared for. And so that was another thing about interior design that gives that, you know, automatic feeling of being welcomed and cared for. And so I would say when you step into your home office, your corporate office or the building, it should also feel like a place of doing business, but also being loved, cared, and respected. Nikki, this has been an amazing interview. I'm so excited to have had you because, again, I never talked about this, but it is so important, the spaces that we spend so many hours in to make it worth our while and be inspirational. I'd love to for you to share any last closing thoughts with our listeners, things that they can take away, or even ways that I want them to connect with you and learn more about your work. Gosh, feel free to connect with us on all platforms, Nikki Klug Design or just simply Nikki Klug in some cases, but we're the only design firm out there in I-K-K-I-K-L-U-G-H with that spelling. And so we'd love to connect whether it's about homes or offices. I will leave one last thought, and that is to when you're in your environment and your working space to sit in the power position. Now, if you are a speaker or a trainer, you know what this spot is. It's where you can face the door and furthest away from the door in the room. And that gives you a sense of confidence in in knowing what's going on in your space and what they call a command of the room. And so you can do that in your home office as well. All right, beautiful. You have been an amazing guest. I am so grateful I have found you and connected you with my audience. Nikki, thank you for being a great guest. And I do wish you continued success in impacting so many people. Likewise, thank you so much, Deb. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.